0: We know just what you need, and we've got just the cure. Open wide and prepare for a steaming hot cup of freedom.
3: I just don't
1: fathom it.
0: The Michael Dukes Show, streaming live across the world.
4: Live around the world on the internet at michaeldukeshow.com. That's right. It's a website. You know what I mean. It's a thing. Welcome back to the program. It is the Michael Duke Show. We're also broadcasting live, of course, across the state of Alaska on this your favorite radio station and or FM translator. And uh, we are uh, we're ready to go uh, for this beautiful, beautiful Thursday. Uh, hi how how are you? are you ready to go? um are you ready for the big display tonight? there's going to be it's the it's the the big uh the northern lights the northern lights are going to be out and about it's going to be a beautiful beautiful uh display starting at around 10 p.m tonight um i mean i I wish I could stay up that late and watch it I just I can't it's no. comes way too early in the morning To deal with that kind of stuff So, uh, but hopefully those of you who uh, are listening on the podcast Or uh, afterwards, or you're just night owls Will get a chance to go out there and take a look at it Should be a beautiful, beautiful auroral display Going on tonight According to the, uh, I said the Geophysical Institute Anyway, University of Alaska Fairbanks They're they're the ones that are Announcing that they're going to be able to see this display as far south as Maryland and why it'll be on the horizon for them, they said it'll be like a glow on the horizon, but you know, it'll be beautiful. So, anyway, uh, today's Thursday, and uh, I got no guests today. I was working on some stuff, but you know, sometimes it just doesn't work out, and this is kind of the slow time for. Uh, A lot of folks, and uh, so it it just not just me and you today. Me and you. The good news is tomorrow is Friday. Stand by for news. Tomorrow is going to be fantastic. We've got um, a good discussion going on uh, about firearms, of course, because Friday is Firearms Friday. Uh, Joining us tomorrow will be Chris Chang, Top Shot champion from season four of the show Top Shot. Uh, he'll be with us to talk about that, and uh, looking forward to uh, looking forward to discussions with that, and it should be a fun, fun time. Today is going to be, well, it's a little bit of a smorgasbord, smorgasbord of things. I got a bunch of headlines that we can talk about. No, not a bunch, but a few, uh, and a few that are probably could get me wound up. There's a couple of them that could get me wound up for the whole show. Quite honestly. And so I'm sure it'll is. uh, I'm sure it'll be fine. But the day we're going to focus on some headlines, including the latest on the PFD. Um, But uh, it's uh, it. Man, there's also the latest uh, Sarah Montalbano talked about it on Monday. She was working on an article For the Alaska policy Forum, where they were going to start looking at what was available still to school districts in the form of federal aid and monies that they had available. And that list has now been published. And um, well, let's just say. Interesting. Let's just say that. Interesting. We've also got uh, some talk about uh, some of the other school monies that are coming out, including a new Fairbanks uh, elementary school. Not a new Fairbanks, but a new story about a Fairbanks elementary school where they're using a bunch of federal money to keep it propped open and everything else. Um, and I think just a bit of open line, open form. Um and I also suggested that maybe we do, uh, maybe we do an Ask Me Anything. I actually haven't done one of those in quite a while. Uh, and for those of you who don't know what that means, first of all, get with the hip kids because all the hip kids know what AMA means. Ask Me Anything is kind of just like, um, well, it's just what it sounds like. Ask Me Anything, any question doesn't have to be about politics, doesn't have to be about. Uh, Um, I mean, I, I, it's, I still have the last one, I think is still up on the, on the Facebook page because I did it uh, on a Saturday one day and we sat around for two hours uh, or so hanging out chatting. I was answering questions from the chat room about uh, my childhood, anything else. I think we got, I think we started talking about whiskeys and, and uh, my favorite things there and books and movies and all that. So, um, we might have a little bit of that near the end of the show today just because, I mean, if we got nothing else to talk about, why not? It'd be, it's a kind of a fun thing to do. Uh, and so, uh, we might a little bit of a, we might do a little bit of a AMA thing, uh, here later on in the, uh, in the uh, chat room, uh, or in the, on the phone calls, either way, phones or chat, one of the two. Um, so that's kind of the that's kind of the 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 whole thing for today. A uh, little thin and overcast clouds here today uh, in the south central area. I know somebody in the peninsula just said it's real clear down there. It's been clear in Fairbanks. Let's just get, I got work to do. I got to go to a radio. I got to go to a transmitter site today to do some work. So let's hope that today is nice. I don't want to be working in the rain again. So it's gonna go. Um, so anyway, uh, let's, uh, let's just keep, let's just crack, start to crack on on this stuff, shall we? You know, let's just crack on, uh, for the different stories that are going on out here, uh, to begin with. Um, I will note also, I thought it was kind of interesting. Must read Alaska is down this morning. I don't know exactly what's going on with that, but there's some kind of error on that. So no stories from there this morning. As we continue on, Um, but let's let's talk about some of the the big the big stories that kind of uh, caught my attention this morning. Uh, I want to talk about the school districts and the monies uh, and things like that. But the one story that really caught my attention came out last night from uh, James Brooks over at the Alaska Beacon. Headline reads. New estimate shows Alaska's permanent fund could be out of spendable money in three to four years. I'm sorry, I shouldn't laugh, but it's just like it's shocking, shocking, I tell you. An annual transfer from the fund pays for more than half of Alaska's general purpose government spending is the subheadline. The spendable portion of the Alaska Permanent Fund is dwindling and could be exhausted entirely within three years, fund leaders were told during a regular quarterly meeting yesterday in Anchorage. Devin Mitchell, the CEO of the Permanent Fund Corporation, presented the results of limited modeling that estimates the fund's performance over the next three years. Under the low scenario, uh, apparently there was a low, mid, and high. Under the low scenario, the fund would be unable to pay for state services or dividends by the summer of 2026. 2020, 2026, three short years from today. The mid scenario calls for the spendable portion of the funds to be exhausted by 2027. The following year uh they noted that under the low forecast is potentially optimistic because it anticipates the inflation rate of 2.5 percent and actual rates have been higher than that meaning wow i mean they 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 didn't even model it like on what was actually happening right now but that that's okay uh craig richards who is a member of the board of trustees says the outcomes of this are quite troubling And they're quite troubling regardless of how you model it. It's a big deal, to which I say, duh. Um, The Board of Trustees is uh, scheduled to examine the issue in further detail at a meeting in September and could recommend legislative action to fix the problem. Now, for those of you who are not remembering the details of how all this works with the uh, permanent fund, and the permanent fund dividend, the corpus of the fund, and the, uh, and the earnings reserve account. The annual transfer from the earnings reserve account makes up more than half of the state's general purpose revenue paying for services and the annual permanent fund dividend, but spending from the fund exceeded earnings uh, in the fiscal year that ended June of 2022, and likely did so again in this fiscal year that just ended, June of 2023, they don't have the numbers yet, but more than likely exceeded the amount that the fund earned in the same year. Meanwhile, people like Bert Stedman, et cetera, have been rapidly transferring money out of the earnings reserve part of the account into the corpus of the fund, which cannot be touched without amending the state constitution. Um, The principal is invested, the money earned from those investments go into the earnings reserve, and that's where they spend the money out of. But as those monies have rolled in there, and those monies have then in in turn been transferred out by members of the legislature over the course of years, there is less spendable money in that that, uh, earnings reserve account, to which... Some people would say, yay, good, less money in the hands of government. But at the same time, it forces us into a crisis mode, which could do things such as what is suggested the uh, the uh, uh, potential one potential solution was endorsed by the trustees of the fund back in 2020. And that would have merged the corpus and the earnings reserve into a single account as a constitutional amendment. There's an interesting quote in this article, though, what caught my attention. The transfer coupled with cuts to services, dividends and other state savings has allowed the state to avoid imposing a statewide sales tax or income tax or raising oil taxes despite drops in oil revenue. Some observers have some observers. I feel attacked. Some observers have said that the dividend and service cuts. Are themselves a tax and that legislators have been repeatedly warned that the permanent fund alone cannot provide a sustainable financial basis for the state. Yes, Uh, yes, yes. We have been saying that for the last seven years. We've been saying that. That the dividend and the service that these are they are themselves a tax. And have been repeatedly warned that the Permanent Fund cannot provide a a sustainable financial basis for the state all on its own. So here we go. Now the Permanent Fund is like, I mean, you you hear this kind of stuff and all you can think of is... Welcome to the party, pal. I mean, they're finally getting it. They're finally, finally getting it. Welcome to the party the permanent fund will be out of spendable money in 3 to 4 years. What did I say the other day? What were we talking about the other day? That the permanent fund is going to go away in the next 2 to 3 years. There will be not cuz I guarantee you before the money before the fund itself is out of money spendable money. The first thing that they'll do is they'll cut the permanent fund away. I mean, if the permanent fund will be out of spendable money in three to four years, I guarantee you there will be no PFD at least a year before that. So now what are we talking about? One year, two years? Before there is no PFD because, well, we need that money for state government. And then they'll eventually acknowledge that there is just not enough money for state government as well. And the next thing you'll know is that they will look you straight in the eye in the camera and in the camera lens and say with a serious look of concern on their face, you know, we as Alaskans really need to pay our fair share. We should really if we want the government that we want, we should really pay our fair share of government. And therefore, we need some more taxes. That's exactly what they're going to do. I can guarantee it now. I would put real money on it. That's exactly the kind of phraseology you're going to hear in the next 24 months. There's going to already there's going to be a discussion on it. Um, it's it's gonna happen. But here it is in black and white, the Alaska Beacon, the permanent fund corp has finally, you know, let the cat out of the bag and said, uh, oh, uh, whoa. I mean, Craig Johnson's thing is, it's a big deal. Yes, it's a big deal. Thank you, Craig. It's been a big deal for a while. But now everybody else is finally just catching up. So welcome to the party, pal. You're just, you guys are just getting the memo. Now, the question is, what will our legislators, not the small government legislators, but the ones who are in charge, what a what kind of message are they going to get from this? Well, I venture to say, again, we probably won't know for the next, sometime probably at the end of the next 24 months, we'll you'll see that whole commentary on, oh, well, we need to pay our way. We need, now we need tax. That's our fiscal plan. The Michael Duke Show, Common Sense, Liberty-based, free thinking radio.
0: Broadcasting live through a series of tubes. Allowing all of these uh, entities to provide streaming stuff going on on the the, the Internet. Well, it's kind of hard to explain. Sorry. Streaming live every weekday morning on Facebook Live and MichaelDukesShow.com.
4: Okay. Uh, In the break. Good morning and hello. 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 Um. Yeah, that was uh, Donna's Got the Donna's. That's what I'm going to focus on when I came back. I mentioned it on the way by, but I'm going to come back and talk about this. The concerning line in the article is that the board of trustees calling for changing the constitution to allow the legislature to spend the corpus. Now, Brooks spins it a little bit of a different way, but uh, I think that is the that is the that is the major problem here. That is the major problem. Uh, He says it puts a spending limit on it. I don't necessarily believe that that's exactly what it does. Um, Anyway, it's going to be an interesting, interesting discussion on this kind of stuff. All right. um, Good morning, good morning, good morning. Looks as if DOT is working on the Glen and Parks Interchange. Okay. Okay. Um you could do an in-person chat at Last Frontier and Company in Wasilla. The manager will even join and take pictures, says Jerica. She's she's the manager. I'm the manager. I'll even join and take pictures. We could do it at an AMA. That'd be fun. That'd be fun. Uh I'd probably do it in an evening sometime during the week because my weekends for the entire summer are pretty slammed. Um I thought about doing an AMA on the uh you know on the Weekend or something. maybe, I don't know. I don't know. I tell you what. There's 35 of you right now. Ooh, it's a little low. 35 of you uh, in the chat room right now. Um, If you would like to do, if you'd like to participate in an AMA, online, video, Facebook, AMA, or YouTube, AMA, um, on a... Just put AMA in, the, just just type AMA in the chat. Just type AMA in the chat if you'd like to do it. Uh, I'll I'll gauge the interest. It's something that I threw out, and, it, and the Common Sense Corps members are owed an AMA. I need to do one for them anyway, but it'd be fun just to do one for everybody. And I want everybody to be able to participate. And weekend or weeknight, AMA weekend or weeknight, you, you guide me. You just tell me in the chat room here. Um, we need to dwindle Stedman and Stevens immediately. I didn't realize dwindle was a, uh, was a verb. We're dwindling them. Um, legislative action to fix the problem. Legislative action is the freaking problem, says Bill. He's not, he's not, he's not wrong. He's not wrong. Uh Anthony says, what? You mean overspending and robbing massive percentages of the PFD to cover the overspending of government is going to make a finite amount of money unsustainable? It's a conspiracy. It's a conspiracy. Is this where I scream disinformation and fake news and threaten to bring in the fact checkers? Yes. Yes. Yes, it is. This is exactly where you do that. That is your job. Bring, bring them on. Bring them on. Um, our fair share, let it be known here and now. I'm claiming a trademark on our a trademark on our fair share. Yeah, we have not paid we're not paying you just are not you Alaskans are not let me let me bring this up here. you Alaskans are not paying your fair share. You're getting services that you know you're just not paying for. and so we really need to pitch in together and pay our fair share just saying that was sarcasm in case you were missing that but our fair share um 35 all sober apparently ama ama missed it ama good morning what's an ama ask me anything amy amy says what's an ama and ask me anything where we just chit chat people ask me questions about anything my life my family my you know my upbringing, my beliefs, my philosophies, my shoe size, I mean, whatever it is. Um, the Big Lake Restaurant has a decent little banquet room. Yeah, I mean, we, I could do something in person too, but man, I would uh, kind of like this format a little bit better. Plus, I don't have to leave my house. All right, here we go. We're jumping back into it. The Michael Duke Show. Common Sense, Liberty-based, free-thinking radio. Like and share, like and follow. Let's get it done. Go! The
0: Michael Duke Show, proudly splitting the left versus right uh, dichotomy. Yeah, I had to look that word up too. I don't think it means what he thinks it means. There he is though, that guy, Michael Dukes, the one with the show.
4: Well, I mean, dichotomy is, I mean, it is a, it's a duality of, Thought and purpose in a philosophical means, right? I mean, that dichotomy Maybe I don't know what the word means But I'm proudly splitting that left versus right dichotomy Um, All right, um, welcome back to the program And thanks for coming in and joining us It is the Thursday edition of the Michael Duke Show And we were just discussing this new article From James Brooks over at the ADN That shows, (laughs) talks about How the Permanent Fund Corporation is like, um, oh, hey, by the way, we're going to be out of money in three to four years. We're going to be out of spendable money in the earnings reserve in three to four years. And uh, they did some, again, they did some modeling that estimates the fund's performance over the next three years. And they're saying, "Mm, it's very troubling, It's very troubling. We'll be out of money. And uh, to which I say, Again, duh, I mean, this is what we've been talking about on this program for the last six or seven years is the fact that at this rate of spend, they will spend all of the money in the earnings reserve. And as I have feared for twenty, twenty years, twenty, this will be the twenty fifth. no, we're 20, twenty this will be the twenty fourth year. Actually, uh, we're in the 24th year, and next February will be the 25th year of the show. Uh, Anyway, sorry, I digress. I'm obviously old. Uh, For the last 20 years, I have talked about on this program. My fear has been that that permanent fund corpus, ever since the run on the permanent fund in 1999, I have been concerned. I have been concerned about the fact that that corpus is so big and fat and sloppy and juicy with money, that they, they, the political, they, the powers that be, the politician, the politicos, that they would just be so tempted by that big pot of money that they would find any way that they can to get a hold of it. Um, and I just didn't realize at the time that the first aspect of it would be to drain the earnings reserve account and move on from there. Because you see, the next thing that happens was that back in, um, 2020, one of the potential solutions, solutions, those are my air quotes. One of the potential solutions for this problem endorsed by the permanent fund board of trustees in 2020 calls for a constitutional amendment that merges the corpus and the earnings reserve into a single account. Now, Brooks goes on to say, doing so would solve the looming threat and firmly cap the legislator's spending power. But lawmakers have thus far been unwilling to approve the proposal and send the ideas to voters. Now, I don't know in which scenario this would cap the legislative spending power because this would give them access to the corpus of the fund. If the fund did not earn enough money in a single year to take care of the cost of the size and scope of government, then it would be drawing down into the principal of the fund. If it's all one big fund and we still have the POMV thing and all it would i don't know exactly how it would firmly cap the legislature's spending power because they could overdraw remember sb26 is a statutory rule that 4.5% draw is a statutory rule if you merged the accounts together the only thing that prohibits them at this point from drawing on the corpus of the fund is the constitutional limit that the, that that part of the fund, the principle is off limits. If you merge the two together into a single account and you are drawing out of it at 4.5% as SB 26, the POMV law states, then the only thing that would take to change that is a statutory change or to just yet better yet, as we've seen the legislature do over and over again, just ignore the statute. Well, 4.5% is just not enough this year. And we're not going to change it because we don't want to you know, fight about that and we want to come back to it next year. We'll do better next year. But this year we're going to have to draw 5% or 5.1% or 5.2% or 5.5% or 6% or 7% or wait, whatever it is. That is the single most dangerous thing that we could possibly do. We've already seen that we have a legislator, legislature that has a complete disregard for the rule of law, complete disregard, disregard for statutes and rules and laws that have been put in place by previous um, bodies, and instead of going through the. Yes, sometimes complicated, sometimes convoluted, sometimes uncomfortable process of changing the law or eliminating it or amending the law. They just simply ignore it. So can you imagine? So can you imagine that this board of trustees potential solution, quote unquote. Of um of merging the corpus and the earnings reserve accounts into a single account that is then ruled by the POMV law, which is, again, just a statutory change. Can you imagine how long it would be before they would just ignore their own statute in SB 26, that they would just ignore that 4.5 percent? Because you know then There would be another – I mean some other crisis, right, or some other spend or something would happen, and they would just be like, well, we just got to do it. We just got to ignore that four point. It's just not – it just is – no, we're just going to have to – and they would just – just like they ignore the statutory PFD law, just like they ignore their own caps that they've written in the past, uh, statutory caps that they – spending caps that they've written in the past, just like they ignore the 90-day session rule, just like they ignore so many – other laws. Without ever changing them, without ever amending them, they just simply ignore. Because, you know, that stuff's messy. I mean, if they wanted to change the way the dividend is formulated, if they actually wanted to change the statute that had the five-year rolling average of the dividend, you know, the the ha- the original statutory formula, if they wanted to change it, They have the power to change it. In fact, they may even have the votes to change it, but it would be a messy process. It would be a vocal process. There would be public input. There would be all those things. How much easier is it to just ignore it and not do it? Then they don't have to deal with all of us peasants who might want to have a say in how that law is interpreted or changed or <clears throat> modified they i mean that's that's it right why would they want to have to go through that whole convoluted you know process when they have so many other things that they should work on and it's just easier to ignore it Here's here's the thing about government. Here's the thing about the process that the founders understood, the founders and framers of the country, not just of the state of Alaska, but of the United States, that they understood that that government, that governmental it's meant to be messy. It's meant to be convoluted. It's meant to be painful. They did not want it to be easy to pass laws. Uh, and to enforce laws on the, the the governed people of this, because, again, it's supposed to be of the people, by the people, for the people. Their job was not to make government's job easier. And what's happening now is we have legislators where they have these laws on the books. You've got legislators who are literally telling other legislators, well, we don't have to follow that. We don't have to follow the law. We have judicial decisions that essentially say the same thing, well, that you're not bound by the law, but they're also not making the clarification of, you know, one legislative body cannot be bound over by another. I mean, it was the same thing when I was on the borough assembly in Fairbanks. The, you know, you could not be held accountable uh, to, you know, one le- one assembly from, you know, say five years ago. Couldn't write a law, and then that was it. It was sacrosanct. You could not ever change it. One body could not be held over by another. But you had to change it the way you had to. You just couldn't ignore it. You had to actually go back to the thing and change what they did five years ago and reverse it or modify it or do whatever else. See, in the legislature, they're totally doing something completely different. They are simply ignoring the law. I mean, I agree one legislative body should never be bound by what a previous legislature did. But there's a process where those laws then get modified and changed. You don't just ignore it. And that's what they're doing with so many things time and time again. I mean, what was it? We were just talking about it the other day. Was it 20... Uh, I think it was 27, 2007, or maybe it was 2012, where they had, they fought, they had this hard won battle over putting in a spending cap, a statutory spending cap. And then they got that done. And then by the end of that session, they had already exceeded the cap. Because, I mean, to quote your favorite politician out there, what difference does it make? right? What difference does it make? Because they are not bound to be accountable to any of those things, but they don't want to go through the pain of the process. Nobody wants to pick up the political hot potato of actually taking that original formula and modifying it, because that may raise uncomfortable questions from the public. The public is like, well, okay, we're not getting our dividend, but maybe one day. I mean, they have some hope, right? Maybe one day we'll go back to the statutory form. It's not going to happen, folks. All right. I'm just telling you right now. It's probably never going to happen. But they have some hope. But if some politician said, well, now we need to change this law because we're breaking the law and we need to change it. And so now you get into a discussion. Now you have public input. Now you have I mean, it is a messy process as intended, working as intended, but they instead just ignore it. And so if you think that somehow by merging the corpus of the fund with the earnings reserve account, putting them into a single account, and you think that somehow that is going to firmly cap the legislature spending power, that's what the article... Firmly cap. Doing so would solve the looming threat and firmly cap the legislature's spending power. How would it firmly cap? the? You're talking about the POMV? You're talking about the 4.5% limit on the POMV? You're talking about a statutory limit, and they have shown their absolute disdain for statutory law. I mean, you, you think... Again, this is the danger of the Irish democracy that we talked about. It doesn't matter if they are ignoring their own laws pretty soon. Those rules and those laws mean nothing. But this, this is dangerous. Putting those two accounts together, super dangerous giving them unlimited access to the 74 billion dollars that are sitting there in that fund you want to know how fast that money would go you want to know how fast this state would be bankrupt all right we got to go the michael duke show common sense radio we're going to open up the phone lines here in a minute
0: to by more staffers in Juno than any other show because their bosses told them to and after what they just heard oh man they're gonna be best
3: you're a bad bad man
0: the Michael Duke show
4: the schnozberries taste like schnozberries <laughs> just saw that quote I just saw that comment the Schnalsberries taste like berries. One of my favorite movies as a child. Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory. Okay. Holy shnikes. Bumper music. Yeah, I mean, we, we got the bumper music back yesterday. It just automatically, it just weirdly, randomly appeared again. I don't know why. I mean, I, I had reset everything three or four times. Apparently, the fourth time was the Charm. Um, Donna talks about the fiscal year, 24 budget transfers, $1.4 billion from the ERA to the corpus and the transfers have created a planned crisis. That is my fear. That is my main fear here is that this whole thing is architected. I mean, the walrus is back there in the background stroking his walrusy mustache saying, blah, I've done it. Forcing the crisis to force the decision on merging the funds so that they then have access to all that money i mean if you don't think that's yeah <clears throat> um anyway um but according to Randy, these are balanced budgets that are leading Alaska to be broken a couple of years and then come for taxes. Balanced budgets, yeah, right. I mean, technically, it's a balanced budget for one year. I mean, right? Before we see this, I mean, the supplemental could blow that completely. Could blow that completely to hell. The supplemental could blow that completely apart. But technically, sure, it's balanced this one year. This one year, it's balanced but is it sustainable that's always the question um don't we um don't we constantly hear the same language about social security about medicaid sea levels yeah i mean we constantly hear that kind of stuff all the time good morning good morning good morning um I'm going through here. What else is going on? Uh, I saw the two. Mulgreens Bill just rolled up. Walkers robbing the people's process. Um, Way too many people getting rich off the state while the people get kicked to the curb. Um, I'm still, you guys are talking about stuff down at the peninsula. Okay. I noticed you fixed the music, says Amy. Maybe you had a ghost. I mean, it could have been a ghost of the machine. It could have been a gremlin. I don't know. I tried to reset it yesterday three or four times. I was resetting it back, you know, changing the settings and then changing them back to the original settings. And like I said, about the fourth time around that I did it, all of a sudden, boom, all of a sudden music is there. I mean, the best part is, is that uh, uh, the best part is is that the radio always heard the music. It was just you guys who were without music. And I mean, although that's sad, don't get me wrong. I'm just glad that we got music and bumpers for the radio stations out there. That's good. That's good stuff. Um, Jeremy says, uh, I disagree. Unsustainable budgets are not balanced. I mean, you may feel, you know, maybe you philosophically, I'm just talking about technically, technically, Jeremy, and you can disagree all you want, but technically it is a balanced budget up until this point. Um, But again, a balanced budget for a single year does not a balanced budget plan make, right? I mean, we can put it that way in the long run. Um, Just like I wouldn't be upset with deficit spending if there was a fiscal plan in place to bring and ratchet that down and all the pieces and parts were in place, I wouldn't be upset with deficit spending in the short term to achieve a long-term sustainable balanced budget. I wouldn't be against that because sometimes it takes some time to make that work, but it's all got to be realistic. And that's, uh, that's, you know, part of the thing there. Could you repeat that word salad in English? Which part of the word salad would you like me to recoup? I don't know. Don't know. Um, you came to the right page. This is where we sell, barter, and trade ideals. Um, Mike is looking for a winch to fit a caterpillar. Yeah, Mike, that, I mean, that was kind of odd and random. Read the room, man. Read the room. Charlie says, no music on YouTube? I got nothing, Charlie. I don't even know what to do. I'm not even going to touch anything because... I mean, everybody else is hearing the hearing the music except for apparently YouTube. Um, <laughs> thank you, Bill. I, that was perfect. That was the perfect. Oh man! All right. Um. Oh, Randy's word salad. I was like, what again? You know. All right, here we go. Jumping back into it. The Michael Duke Show. Common sense, liberty-based, free-thinking radio. Let's do this thing. Rolling.
0: The Michael Duke Show. Seriously humorous with a pinch of intellect. <clears throat> pinch of intellect. <laughs> Sorry. That is humorous. Here's Michael Dukes.
4: All right. So I think uh, I think I have exhausted my screed on this uh, on this article about the permanent fund dividend, but I do get to gleefully tell you that I told you so. I mean, not that you guys care because you probably most of you. I mean, this is like an echo chamber, right? I mean, there's really there's probably not anybody who's listening to this program who really is at odds with me, unless they're being paid to. Some people are actually being paid to listen to the show to hear what the opposition is saying. To which case I say, geez, I feel sorry for you guys. And I'm sorry. I'm sorry that that's what you have to do. I hope you find it entertaining. Uh, But other than that, I mean, this is an I told you so moment for all of those people, because I have been saying this for years. And now it's all coming to fruition. And it's not like I'm all seeing, all knowing, the all power for Kreskin. I just basically have looked back historically at what different governments have done and what's going on. And I've said, this kind of matches what we're doing and maybe we should pay attention to it. But, you know, again, people have an arrogance factor where they basically say, uh, well, we can avoid those problems because we're smarter than the people that came in the past. And then, of course, they completely... Copy and repeat the same mistakes and then they go I guess we weren't as smart but it wasn't their money that they had to... anyway it's a whole thing it's a whole thing let me open up the phone lines let me just do that first and foremost uh, I want to say thank you to our friends at Satellite West by the way for providing us with uh, uh sponsorship for the program, statewide, Satellite West. I was, I was talking yesterday with Harold from Satellite West. We were having a conversation and talking about a new product that's coming into the market that I am super excited about because it, feels, it fills a niche that has needed to be filled for a long time um, at a price point that I am – well, I'm, I'm – anyway, it's – I don't want to let the cat out of the bag. But there's some cool stuff coming. Some cool stuff. So I want to say thank you to Satellite West for sponsoring the program. They've got local dealers all the you know they've got all over. They got South Central Radar out on the spit, uh, you know, uh, Arctic Fire and Safety up at Fairbanks, Communications North at Seward, Lundys Marine Electronics out on the out on the out on the chain on the you know on Alaska Dutch Harbor. They got them all safe and sound. I mean, there's dealers all over the place. Uh, and Satellite West has been kind enough to sponsor the program, and we appreciate them for that. And this new stuff coming is going to be pretty freaking cool. I can't wait to talk about it. But um, anyway, phone lines are open, 907-433-3150. If you would like to sound off, I'd love to hear what you have to say, uh, you know, on this permanent fun thing or whatever. Whatever it is that you'd like to hear about, I'd love, love to hear about that. All right, so another another story that came up. Um, First and foremost, uh, you know, talking to Sarah Montalbano uh, earlier this week, she announced and told us that there was going to be the new spreadsheet and the new dashboard that they were putting together um, or that they were analyzing. It was a dashboard put together by the state and that they were analyzing and um, the state dashboard that looks at the COVID federal relief funding. Uh, And it makes transparent how much federal COVID relief money the districts received and how the funds are being spent. It also tells you how much that they have remaining. Um, And to me, this is a very telling. Graph chart, Excel spreadsheet, whatever you want to whatever, however you want to look at it, Um, because it tells you how much each one received, how much they spent, what the balance is the percent unspent, and the the amount that they are spending per student in additional federal aid. So remember, we constantly talk about how Alaska is already one of the highest places in the nation as far as student spend, and that uh, this money would be on a per-student basis this would be in addition to that. So the, if we're spending on average across the state, 18000 this would be in addition to that. And in some cases, the monies being spent are, for example, the lower Yukon School District, their award amount is almost the average of what we spend on every student. And their 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 award amount for COVID money was almost another $18,000 per student on top of whatever else they're already spending. You know, the statewide average is $18,000. I don't know what the per student spend is in the lower Yukon, but the average for the state is $18,000. They got another $18,000 per student that they have spent so far. That looks to be almost the highest. The, U, uh, the UPIT school district... Spent $19,000 per student in federal aid money, in addition to the regular money that they're getting. Uh, The Anchorage School District spent another $4,200, almost $4,300 per student. The Fairbanks North Star Borough spent another $3,000 per uh, per student. The Kenai Peninsula Borough spent $4,000 additional per student, on top of what they're already spending. That was their expenditure per student. Uh, And the Anchorage School District, which at this point is the one that, I mean, they're bleeding like a stuck pig, right? All the time, all you ever hear is how poor, poor pitiful us, how we just don't have it, we don't know what to do. The Anchorage School District currently has $75 million sitting in the bank. By the way, there's, there's, there's expiration dates on a lot of this money. But they have seventy-five million dollars in the bank of unspent COVID funds, and they continue to tell us how they just don't know what they're going to do this year. It's going to be so hard. We just need that money. <laughs> one hundred eighty-four million dollars total. They spent one hundred nine of it. One hundred seventy-four, almost one hundred seventy-four, almost seventy-five million dollars sitting in the bank right now, still unspent. Fairbanks. 11 million, roughly, just under $11 million in the bank. Kenai Peninsula School District, uh, Kenai Peninsula School Board, just over 11 million in the bank. Matsu, well, they've got 21 million in the bank. I mean, this money just sitting there, just sitting there. All right, let's go over to the phones real quick to see what you have to say. 907-433-3150. Good morning. Who's Hello, this? Where you are you calling from?
1: The that's, yeah. that's the line.
4: Hello? Hello? Hi. Oh. Hello? Hello? Is that me? It is you. You probably should not uh, talk to everybody else while you're on hold. What's uh, going on?
1: So there's an area down below. There's probably another 300 trees down. Oh, yes. just Just like that.
4: Hello. All right. I don't know what's going on there, but I'm not going to mess with that. Just going to let that go. I don't know what's going on, but uh, somebody apparently. I don't know. Um. T- anyway, uh, you could go back and read this report. I'm going to post this up in the chat room right now. This is the latest report from the Alaska Policy Forum on uh, all that um All that money that's left over, I mean, in total, do they give me an in total amount? They do. In total, the amount left over right now currently is almost $200 million remaining uh, in uh, in all of the accounts across all of the state of Alaska. $200 million, that's just school districts. That's just COVID funding for school districts. That has nothing to do with the COVID bailouts for anything else. But next time somebody comes to you and say, "Well, they're poor, pitiful schools—we don't have a," you should just go like, uh, "Dude, you got money in the bank, and it's gonna expire. Some of this stuff's gonna expire middle of next year, so you got to spend it while you got it." I mean, I think they should just send it back. But you know, I mean, who who am I to argue of with all these people? You know, obviously, no more than I do about stuff and things. Stuff and things. All right, next hour's coming up. Uh, we'll continue on this. We're going to talk about another issue with schools, uh, Fairbanks schools, and we're going to talk about what's going on with the Bronson administration. That that place seems, the whole thing seems a little squidgy right now. I don't know exactly what to make of it from the outside looking in, but we'll talk about that as well. The Michael Duke Show, common sense, liberty based, free thinking radio. All right, let's see what's going on with the telephones here. I don't know what's happening. Good morning. Who's this? Where are you calling from?
5: Hey, Mike, it's Mike from Salcher.
4: Oh, hey, did you just call me, man? I mean.
1: I tried, but I couldn't get through. I could hear you, but.
4: We could hear you. You were just not talking to us. You were talking to somebody else. What's going on, Mike?
1: <laughs> well, I am Trying to reach out to the peninsula to find a winch for my 5/8 gasket. There's nothing around the Fairbanks North Pole area.
4: This is not this is not swap and sell, Mike. I mean, come on, it's a you know, this is not swap and sell. I I know, but I'm in a bind, man. And how else how else can I reach the
1: whole state at one time?
4: Well, that's true. I guess that's true. Uh, But you're going to be the reason why I need a producer to screen my calls if you keep it up. Um, I see that I saw you posted it in the chat All room. Right, yeah, maybe somebody in the chat room will uh reach out to you and uh, and figure it out. I know there's some people out there that work on equipment. So. All right.
5: Thank you. Sir. Th- thanks, Mike. You. Appreciate All right,
4: it. Mike, bye. All right. Bye. <laughs> the hell is this? Is this swap and sell? No, it's not. What the fuck? <laughs> Um, hello, hello, hello. Uh, all right. Let me go through here. Um, I'm looking through the, um, I'm looking through the comments. 21 million. Isn't that a lot of money? <laughs> uh, the best part of waking up is Harold shotting the, um, anyway, uh, yeah, that's, I'm with you. That's played right in my mind. Um, <laughs> oh man, I just heard that. Um, Uh, lower Yukon spending their money on ventilator systems for their schools, all because of the COVID nineteen fears, says Willie. Yeah, well, I mean, this is money that went to the school district. This wasn't just money that went to the the, the lower. I mean, this is, yeah. And they've still got a tremendous amount of money. The Lower Yukon, how much is left in the Lower Yukon? They've still got ten million dollars sitting there um the upit school district has got five million i mean some of these places are spending 20 10 12 15 seventeen thousand per student in addition to what their normal traditional costs are I, you know it, it it's it's just it's out of control the whole thing is just so out of control OK. <clears throat> all right. Um, <laughs> maybe the maybe the legislature needs a ventilation system. Uh, I mean, they may all need ventilators because I'm sure they're probably all close to brain dead at this point. That's why they need the le- the ventilators. Um, all right. Uh, Thank you, Michael, for saying that the Alaska state budget is balanced for this one year. I hope we can achieve a balanced budget next year, but it takes, you know, the balanced budget thing, Randy, at this point is not even, it's hardly even a milestone. That's the problem. I mean, you're stuck on this one thing about, oh, how the balance, the budget is balanced. That does not fix a thing. Great. It's a milestone. We balanced a budget. Yay. Hooray for us. Have we changed any of the behavior that led us to this financially catastrophic part of our lives right here? No? Well, then it doesn't matter if we balance the budget or not. And by the way, I fully expect that that supplemental will blow the hell out of this balanced budget. So all your parading and chanting and cheering for a balanced budget will mean nothing at the end of the year and if we continue to drain the permanent fund and and what they're saying is true which i mean we all know it's pretty true that within 3 to 4 years there won't be any earnings reserve then there it none of that matters randy your folk you always focus you hyper focus on one little thing that doesn't in the long run even hardly affect the bigger picture having a balanced budget for one year means nothing if there's not a framework or a plan or a habit force in place to keep it there. Even a stopped clock is right twice a day. Ooh, they balanced a budget. Yes. What does that mean for next year? What happened last year? What happened the year before that? What is the trend for the next five years? Yes, technically, this year's budget is balanced. But there is no plan in place to keep it that way. That is just no there's no way to do it. <sighs> Anchorage School District had $184 million and spent $109 million. Can we get an accounting for that? I mean, they are public dollars. Well, they spent a lot of that on salaries and other stuff that <clears throat> one-time one-time payments for other things. What I want to know is what happens to the monies that were meant for the salaries that were then spent on something else. That's kind of what I want to know. You offset costs with one-time money. What did you do with the money that you offset? What what happened? What happened there? That's what I want to know. Bill, I'll think about it. Bill, I will think about that. Thanks so much, uh, folks. We got more coming up. Hour two, dead ahead. The Michael Duke Show, Common Sense Radio. The Michael Dukes Show, streaming live across the world. Uh, yeah, baby, across the world on the Internet. I'm worldwide and in charge at MichaelDukesShow.com. You can go there anytime and uh, take a look at it. We've got links to the live stream, which is up and running. I had to make sure that I actually started. Sometimes I forget to start it. Um, we have uh, links to the live stream, uh, links to the podcast, which is available at CastBox, YouTube, Stitcher, Stitcher. Uh, Spotify, wherever it is, and of course links to our social media sites, which are Facebook, YouTube, and Twitch, uh, where you can find us each and every day as we simulcast the show. On the which, which reminds me, which which remind. Do you mind if I take a second here? I'm glad. Thank you. I appreciate that. I'm sure you said yes since it's my show. Um, I just got notification from YouTube that I am within thirty subscribers of becoming a YouTube partner um they made some changes and they saw and they saw how much how many hours I broadcast on YouTube and they're like hey did you know that you could become a YouTube partner and I'm like no really oh yes you could is it i need what is the number now um i think i need uh 32 31 32 people 31 or 32 people um, to, uh, subscribe to my YouTube channel for, and that will be the official time where I will make, uh, 29. Oh, I need 29 people, 29 more subscribers for YouTube. So I don't usually do this on the radio side. I do ask the folks who listen in the chat room to subscribe, but I don't normally do this on the radio side because you guys are radio people and you just love to listen to radio. But if you do have a YouTube account and you're at work today or you're on your phone surfing YouTube at any given time, would you remember just to type my name in there and maybe go over there and hit subscribe and then bring the little bell icon next to it to get notifications when we go live? Um, I only – I mean, there are thousands of people listening right now. I only need 29 of you to do that. Just go to YouTube.com slash The Michael Duke Show. uh, Or just type in Michael Dukes in YouTube and you'll find me. And if you would do that, that would be amazing because then I could be a YouTube partner. I don't know exactly, you know, what that would do for me. I mean, I could monetize a little bit of it, and maybe make a little bit more money. It's a way that you could help support the show without actually going into your pocket and helping to support the show, which you can do, by the way, as a member of the Common Sense Corps. Why not? I'm going to hawk myself here this morning. A little self-aggrandizement. The Michael Duke Show Common Sense Corps is also available if you want to be part of the Cool Kids Club. For as little as three bucks a month, you can help put you can put shoes on my kids' feet, beer in my mug, coffee in my cup, whatever it is. is. Three, You know, little as three bucks a month as a member of the Common Sense Corps. Gives you access to the private Facebook page and all kinds of stuff. Uh, but without money, just go to YouTube and subscribe. YouTube.com slash The Michael Duke Show. It's simple. It's easy. It's free. See? I only need 21 of you to do that out of all the folks who are listening across the state of Alaska. And you never have to go back to YouTube and watch a video if you don't want to. All you have to do is subscribe. I mean, you don't have to watch them. I'm gaming the system. You're gaming the system, Dukes. I know. I know. I'm gaming the system by telling you to go subscribe and then never watch me. But that's, I guess, you know, that's so 21 that's so 21st century all right um, phone lines are open today 907 433 3150 907 433 3150 and uh, oh thank you Cindy just uh, she just messaged uh, over on the on the show she said she just moved over to her YouTube account and added you to her subscription list that's so nice that's so nice. I appreciate that. Thank you, Cindy. Um, uh, anyway, uh, what what were we just – oh, if you're just joining us, last hour we spent talking about the latest report, uh, the fact that the Permanent Fund Board met yesterday for the Permanent Fund Corporation and that they are now warning that the fund will be out of money, spendable money, not the corpus, but the earnings reserve in the next three to four years. To which we said, yeah, that's what we've been telling you for the last seven, eight, nine, ten years. Um, And that this is all a setup. Uh, In some ways, I believe this might be a setup for a planned crisis where they're going to try and um, they're going to try and uh, merge the uh, corpus and the earnings reserve into a single account, which was something that was endorsed by the board under Angela Rodell back in 2020, which would be very, very dangerous, very, very, very dangerous. Then we started talking about the cash, the COVID cash that's still going on, still available in Alaska. All these school districts crying poor mouth, and they've got millions of dollars in the bank. Amongst all the school districts in Alaska right now, there is 194,811,511 dollars sitting in 195 million dollars roughly sitting in bank accounts waiting to be expended and yet they continue to come to you hat in hand and go we're so poor we don't know what to do with ourselves and think of the children what will happen to them if you don't give us more money that's what they're doing right now That is exactly what's going on right now i mean at the anchor school district in my opinion. One of the worst culprits has seventy-five million dollars sitting in the bank.
0: But we, we, oh, you've got to think about those children—the children
4: of all the administrators and the teachers who need more money. Oh, you mean your children? Oh, no, we don't need that. Oh, it's. I, <clears throat> I have no words. I have no words. Then we get to this story about the Fairbanks uh, Elementary School, the uh, Anne Ween Elementary. Uh, uh, Claire Strempel writes about this over at the Alaska Beacon. Uh, I got to say, the Alaska Beacons didn't do it in a lot of good writing lately. I don't always agree with the premise, and the, the, but they, they cover a lot of stuff. I mean, the Alaska Beacon could very well become the paper of record for the state. The ADN is just. And the ADN turns around and and reprints half the articles from the Alaska Beacon. So, I mean, at what point do you be like, I don't really need. Anyway, um, the story talks about the struggle as school districts across Alaska struggle with what to do with facilities and needs of repairs. um, The Fairbanks North Borough School District found a solution to renovate one elementary school. It's been awarded a federal grant totaling $8 million, to which I say, wait, there's a school facility. I helped create a school facilities maintenance fund because, yes, the school district was constantly worrying about struggling what to do with deferred maintenance and repairs. Well, they created a fund in Fairbanks that was supposed to take care of that. I don't know what happened to it over the last 10 years, but there was money in there to take care of those things. But what I love is – as. fairbanks found a solution to renovate one elementary school they went to uncle sugar and asked for some free money that's what they did they went to uncle sugar and said please please could we have some more money please um uh jahan uh jahanara carrion sorry i i probably just totally butchered that name jahanara carrion who directs the district's facility management said the application felt like a long shot, but they did get it. They, they didn't think they'd get selected. They got a federal grant totaling $8 million. Now, here's what's interesting. The district considered closing Anween Elementary last year for lack of students because there's been a decline, but decided to keep it open and renovate the school instead. So, again, kicking the can down the road, And instead of looking at the school and going, we don't have the students to fill it, maybe we should consolidate, maybe we should do something else, they decided to invest $8 million in a school that they don't have enough students to fill. Tell me, without telling me, that that sounds like a government works program. You've got a school that you considered closing because you don't have enough students, but instead you decided to move those few students over to other schools to bolster their numbers, I'm assuming. And then you decided to spend a year renovating and spend eight million dollars for a school that you don't have enough students to fill. Tell me that that's not the definition of insanity. I mean, you, you were. Now, the money comes from the U.S. Department of Energy's Renew America's Schools program. Oh, another program. The Fairbanks-North Star Borough School District's application was one of more than a 1,000 schools to express interest in funding. Hundreds applied. Only 24 projects were funded, of which Fairbanks was one of them. The... Again, I just get hung up on the fact that district was considering closing Ann Ween Elementary last year for lack of students, but decided to keep it open and renovate the school instead. I, I just, I just don't know what to say. You, you were going to close $8 million on a school that you were considering closing because you don't have enough students. This just doesn't seem like a salute i mean is it just me am i only am i the only one having a hard time wrapping my brain around that i mean or does that just seem anyway all right let me let me go to the phones because uh explosions are happening in my brain right now as i think about this more and more let's go over here and see what you have to say 907-433-3150 good morning who's this where you calling from
3: Randy in Fairbanks.
4: Randy, what's on your mind?
3: Well, I first of all, I want to thank you for saying that at least technically we do have a balanced budget for this year. You know, it may not be next year, but at least for this year, that's something. But as far as whether it's important or not important to tout a balanced budget like I do, you know, yay, parade, you know, waving the flag and everything, I think it's important as just one simple element of the whole picture. It's not the only thing. But even a private family, you know, if they're going into the hole, going into deep uh, credit card debt, they should say, well, heck, we got to get a balanced budget. You know, we've got to stop spending more than we're taking in, more than my paycheck gives. That's a first step. I mean, that's not the only thing. But I mean, personally, I know I was in that situation. I was in horrible credit card debt because I was spending more than I was taking in. And that's that's rotten. But it's not the only thing. I've got to also start paying off my credit cards, which I did. You know, last year I finally got out of credit card debt. Now I have quite a bit of money, you know, surplus money, which is what we need. And the state needs to do the same thing. We need to not only balance the budget, but we need to pay back the constitutional budget reserve. So, yeah, it's not the everything. It's not all the fundamentals that are causing the problems. No, that's right. But if we tout, if the citizenry comes out and says, we need a balanced budget, you know, that's one big step. We need it and and make sure that they understand the message. Then they will start thinking, okay, how are we going to get a balanced budget? Maybe we need to attack some of these formula things that are driving up costs all the time. Get rid of some of those like Harold in the chat room has talked about before. I don't understand all those formulas, but that's one thing. And then uh, and then we need to uh, you know, do other things. But So I think it's important to say, yeah, we want a balanced budget as a first step.
4: Well, I mean, Randy, you realize, and Donna just points this out in the chat room, you realize that technically the budget is balanced every year. We do have a budget balanced every year. Um, uh, because I mean, we, we don't, you know, we don't exceed the monies that we have available. Now, whether the monies come directly from revenue or whether they come from past revenue in the form of savings, technically it's a balanced budget every year. It's not something we should throw a parade over because again, it never affects the spending habits of what we're going. This is what I was talking about earlier. You're hyper focused on the fact that this year's budget was balanced. Well, technically, every year's balance. And I know what you're saying. You're saying we didn't spend from savings this year, so it's a truly balanced budget. But again, a one-year anomaly of paying for everything does not fix the horrific spending habits of this legislature for years. I mean, going back four years and with no fiscal plan going forward, and now the Permanent Fund Corporation saying those monies that you're drawing from are going to be gone in three years, there is no, there's no plan in place. This is not the time to be throwing a parade over a balanced budget when we have the looming fiscal cliff. I mean, again, the bridge is out. We're in the train car. You're shoveling coal into the box saying, look, we did a great. We got a balanced budget. The bridge is out. The bridge is out and we should be applying the brakes and instead we're just cheering it along. That is the problem.
3: Well, I, I agree it's not the only thing, but a balanced budget, quote unquote balanced budget where we're not drawing out of the C B R is better than a deficit budget where we are drawing out of the C B R because we're supposed to be paying back the C B R. So it's a step, it's it's an important thing for the for the uh, legislators to get in their mind that we care about that we don't want to draw any more out of the CBR we want to pay into the CBR and so that's just one thing but let's it's a simple thing we can understand that what a balanced budget is the expenditures don't exceed revenues but also at the same time we need to shout other things like for instance don't put on a state income tax don't say okay you guys want a balanced budget okay here's how we'll do it we'll keep on but it's coming look
4: Randy it's coming the state income tax is coming. It's inevitable at this point. I mean, with the permanent fund being gone, the earnings reserve being drained in the next, this is the, this is not me. This is not me being chicken little. This is the permanent fund corporation saying those funds are going to be gone. With that happening, an income tax or some form of tax, sales tax, income tax, flat tax, whatever, is inevitable. That's what we're facing. (laughs) It's going to happen. So you touting it like all of a sudden that they found Jesus and they've, you know, salvation and they're all on the minds of a fiscal cons- no, it's not. This just happens to be one of those fortuitous circumstances where everything came together and it it fed it fed into their plan to not spend out of the CBR this year. That's all. You're you're cheering, you're playing music while the Titanic sinks is what's going on. Thank you for your call. We got to go. The Michael Duke Show. Common Sense Radio.
0: Streaming live every weekday morning on Facebook Live and MichaelDukesShow.com.
4: <sighs> I mean, I just, I just don't know why. I just don't know why he gets so fixated on the, the one thing. The one thing like this is great. Um, And yet it's it means nothing in the long run. I I mean, again, (laughs) Randy's directing the band as the boat slowly slips beneath the waves underneath them and he's cheering, cheering it on. It just it just doesn't make any sense. Doesn't make any sense. But yeah, Randy, you stand. I mean, you got to admire the guy. He stands behind it. He sends his PFD back every year to help balance the butt. Not that it does a thing, but you know, there's at least a man with convictions. Let's just put it that way. Or he should be convicted. No, he should be. I don't know what it is. He's got a man with convictions. Let's put it that way. But again, Donna points it out the budget has technically balanced every year. That's a balanced budget. You're not borrowing any money. You're just spending money from savings. Now, technically, I guess you're borrowing from the CBR because we're supposed to have money in there. But I, you know, uh, I just I just don't I just don't know. Oh, My glasses are pinching my nose and it's giving me a headache. Oh. All right. Uh, I thought today was going to be more relaxing. Like, you know, we were just going to do a little bit of, uh, you know, ask me anything and we'll talk about stuff or whatever. But I don't know. It's it just anyway. One of those things. Okay. Um, What was the other stuff? Oh, I was going to talk about that, too. Maybe we'll talk about that. uh, Maybe we'll talk about that Monday. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see how much uh, time we got going on. Where are we at here? We're about two minutes out from uh, rejoining the radio. Is Must Read back up yet? It's still broken. Oh, hey, Must Read came back up finally. Um, But there's really no, nothing, nothing new, nothing. It's just been such a slow series of news days. Uh, The Beacon is the only one that really has got new stories coming out every day. and, um, uh, again, like, them, uh, agree with their politics or not, the beacon has been doing a lot of reporting and, uh, I think it's kind of interesting to watch because I mean, you start looking at the, uh, you start looking at the ADN and you see how many of these stories are being reprinted from, um, from the uh, Alaska beacon and they almost, they have, they have stories up like every day, um. Oh, wait, I didn't see this story. What is this? Teens are buying ghost guns online with deadly consequences. Um, um, Two months later, two schoolmates began shooting. Um, uh, We're going to have to talk about this tomorrow, ghost guns. Ghost, gun. Ghost guns Ghost uh, guns We'll have to talk about that tomorrow That'll be interesting Alright, I got one line on hold I guess we need to go over there And uh, get their name And where they're calling from And we'll do that uh, Let me just see how 470s Okay So uh, We got five um, We got five subscribers uh, By asking about that Let's go over and get the name real quick Good morning. Who's this? Where are you calling from? Good morning, Mike. It's James in Fairbank. Hey, James. Hold the line, my friend. You'll be first up in the queue. We'll be talking to you in just a hot second. We're less than 50 seconds out. So hold the line, James, and we will be ready to go. Uh, yeah, I got five new subscribers off my bag. At this rate, I'll only have to ask five more days in a row for more subscribers. The Michael Duke Show Common Sense, Liberty-based Free Thinking Radio Like and share, like and follow We're going to talk to James here in just a hot second uh, And we will uh, uh, Take some other calls And see what's going on Michael, be of good cheer, Firearms Friday is tomorrow Yes, I'm looking forward to that That will be That will be a good time Here we go, jumping back into it Let's do it (laughs) All right, welcome back to the program. (laughs) I'm sorry. (laughs) I was just talking during the break. I asked everybody, all the listenership, to subscribe to my YouTube channel. And uh, I went back and looked, and five people had subscribed out of everybody that's listening. And I said, well, at this rate, I'll only have to beg for five more days. (laughs) And Brian says, please subscribe. Listening to Duke's beg isn't a good look. Well, Fine. Okay. (laughs) Uh, All right. It's open light, open forum. We've been talking about the schools and the monies and the COVID stuff and uh, balanced budgets. And uh, I mean, I was thinking we'd talk more about some fun stuff today, but that's okay. I mean, I'm all about it. James is up in Fairbanks. Uh, Maybe he's going to bring something new to the table. I don't know. Let's find out what he wants to talk about this morning as we go through. Good morning, James. What's on your mind? Good
5: morning, Mike. I wanted to uh, elevate the the mentality a little bit. Um, Puppies. First time I ever helped a dog give birth. Ten puppies last
4: night. What a... Beautiful thing. Oh man. That's a, that's a lot of fun. That's a lot of fun. I got to tell you, I've never done puppies, but I do, I do remember one night I was in the borough assembly and I got a phone call while I was in the assembly meeting from my daughter. My wife happened to be in town. She was at the assembly meeting as well. And I got a phone call that said, dad, the goats are giving birth right now. (laughs) So we had to run home and give birth to goats. It was, uh, it was a fun time. That's that's for sure. It's always uh, it's it's interesting. Boy, you know, it's an experience that everybody should have at least once, I think.
5: Exactly. You know, animal husbandry. I, I never thought that it would be that joyous.
4: Yeah, I mean, it definitely
5: uh it, but, uh, it definitely brings anyway, uh to the balance, bud. <laughs>
4: I'm just going to say definitely it brings, uh, you know, it definitely brings some joy and it changes your perspective on things. I mean, that all life is precious and what an amazing, what an amazing event. It definitely, I think uh, opened your eyes to a lot of different things and it's uh, definitely a joyous event. So I'm sorry, go ahead, David. You said uh, on the balanced budget. On the balanced
5: budget, you know, I think that everybody's got it wrong. You can balance a budget all you want, but what about the bills you have in arrears and the bills you have coming up? That's what I'm wondering if people are thinking about.
4: Well, I, you know, I don't think that they're thinking about you can
5: that.
4: Balance, yeah, yeah. I mean, you could, yeah, exactly. I mean, you could focus on the fact that, I mean, like I said, even a stop clock is right twice a day, right? So, yay, you balanced a budget one time, great. That's right. What about the spending habits that got you to that one year? And what about the future? What about the expenditures? What about the obligations that you've incurred up until this point? We already know that that government, in the state of Alaska specifically, will grow by about $150 million a year every year if they did nothing. If the legislature took a permanent vacation for five years, every year the budget would automatically go up $150 million. So you're talking about in five years, three quarters of a billion dollar increase just on that alone. How are you going to balance that? How are you going to do those things? I mean, I think it's foolish to think that somehow because they balanced it this year, they must have everything well in hand. Because statistically, we've already seen that ain't the truth. That's that's not how it's working right now.
5: That's exactly what I'm seeing anyway um besides puppies smoked salmon is coming off the smoker well oh. you have a blessed day
4: <laughs> thank you man now you're just teasing me now i want some smoked salmon thank you uh all right david appreciate uh, appreciate you calling in and joining us this morning a uh, little bit open line open forum today 907-433-3150 got another call on hold i do want to talk a little bit Um, about uh this movie. And I think we're gonna talk about it tomorrow with Willie, The Sound of Freedom, which is uh making some waves across the country. And um the way that the news media and the elites are portraying this is just so it's so interesting to see the biases play out. And we could talk about that today. Maybe we talk about it tomorrow. I don't know. Let's uh let's continue ahead here, though. We got another phone call. Good morning. Who's this? Where are you calling from? Well, good morning, Mike. This is Mark from Fairbanks. Morning, Mark. What's on your mind, sir?
2: Well, uh, you've got an array of things going on. There. Uh, it's been 64 years since statehood, and you know, the uh, Juno, they never did uh, allow any education to Alaska's people, indigenous or otherwise, of their uh, own. Mines and mining section 28 a one percent and now that they've got that swiped that nobody knew about now they're after the PFD and it is to disable to uh, cripple and basically dismember our political body politic and what Alaskans have as a matter of our heritage. Uh, mutually. And of course, Governor Hickel wrote about this through crisis in the commons. Our common interests are being dismantled before us, and uh, every evil is being piped into the kids through this education craft. It's actually witchcraft.
4: It's actually witchcraft. It's not education, it's have witch. This- it's war. Uh, wait a second. Wait a second. It's witchcraft. It's actual witchcraft. It's not education. That's what you're saying. Well, exactly. It's indoctrination. The witchcraft
2: is the craft <laughs> of controlling the masses or controlling others with what you want them to do.
4: I think that's more mind control than witchcraft, but I, I mean, I guess, you know, look, Mark, I agree with your fact, with the, with your premise that, uh, you know, we have been we haven't been taught about you know the 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 mining rights the mineral rights the land splits we've been done dirty by the federal government the 9010 split and everything else i mean i agree with all of those things that we've constantly been treated like the redheaded stepchild as a state and as a territory uh, and later on through the forcing of the federal government the reason we don't have uh, our own mineral rights in this state is because of a force from the federal government when they when they entered us into statehood uh, they uh, they Forced The state to do that, to take all those mineral rights. So, I mean, we've been treated badly. I don't think I I don't think that I agree with all that. I don't think that witchcraft is a good uh, analogy for what's going on in the education system. I would say I would be more likely to say if you you wanted to be hyperbolic, I would say it's more the zombification of our children than the use of witchcraft in that regard.
2: Well, it certainly is the usurpation of our resources and using uh, education as a a smokescreen while our resources are being thieved. Now, several years ago, you may have been on the assembly, uh, they were warned if this trajectory continues, there'd be austere economic times. And we have people in the state uh, there in Juneau that are meeting on these planned uh, IDs. And I think it's as a Ken Ham states, it's a Genesis 3 contemporary attack. Thank you, Michael, and thank you, Alaska.
4: Uh, thank you for your call, Mark. I appreciate it uh, very much. Yeah, I mean, look, we're, we're going to be facing austerity uh, if we don't do some things, if we don't make some changes. Or, uh, I mean, maybe the austerity is there, but more than likely what will happen is we will have a uh, – what's more than likely it will happen is that we'll just – they'll start – Fleecing the state. Uh, you know, again, as I told Randy earlier, uh, we are to that point to where there will be some form of tax in the state in the near future. The some form of tax in the near future. And that is uh problematic, to say the least. Uh, and again, they're gonna look you in the eye and say, you just need to pay your fair share. You know, you've gotten away with it for so many years. You've had so much free government for so many years. Now you need to pay your fair share. I mean, they won't talk about the fact that they've taken all of the permanent fund, that they've taken a huge lion's share of all the royalty resources and monies from all these things from our collectively owned. They won't treat that like that's your money. They won't treat like that like you've been paying in, even though because it's effectively a stealth tax, right? I mean, the money going straight to the state. Instead of going through you, the owner, again, I didn't write this, con- I didn't write the Constitution of the state of Alaska. I did not write this socialistic government where we all own it collectively. But if you want to be technically correct and you want to be truthful, intellectually honest with yourself, and realize that because the monies flow directly to the state without passing through our hands, it's a stealth tax. And then they've got the not-so-stealth tax of taking the permanent fund, and then eventually when they've consumed all of that money, they'll look you in the eye and say, well, you know, you've gotten a free ride. I mean, that's the—I guarantee you that will be the narrative— You've gotten a free ride for all these years, but now we need to come in line. I mean, look at all these other states that have taxes. We should have taxes, too. Like, it's keeping up with the Joneses. Like, somehow, other states having taxes justifies it, even though none of the other states are built the same way that the state of Alaska. I mean, the state of Alaska is unique among the 50-state model in that it's the only one where the state owns the mineral resources. And it's a whole different thing, and we're already being stealth taxed. But they will look you in the eye and say, you need to pay your fair share. So stay and listen. I mean, this. let me tell you a story about how Alaska is just not, Alaskans are just not paying their fair share. And you, you ain't need to do that. If you want to continue to have these services and troopers and roads and, you know, those will be the first things that are threatened, right? So that'll be all the stuff. But I can guarantee you that's what's going to happen next two to three years. Because now that now it's out in the open, three to four years before the earnings reserve runs out of money, a planned crisis, by the way, three to four years, I guarantee you that a year before that, they will have eliminated the permanent fund. So you've got maybe one or two years left of the permanent fund at a thousand or 1300 or 750 or whatever number they arbitrarily pick. Uh, because I mean the makeup of the legislature is not changing this next session. I guarantee next year the dividend will be about what it is this year: a thousand, thirteen, twelve hundred bucks, something like that. But the following year, oh, gonna have some hard conversations, baby. Uh, and unless we fundamentally change the makeup of the legislature and change the players in the leadership positions, which is harder than just changing the players, the conversation's gonna roll around to, oh, you just need to pay your fair share just need to pay you guys have just been getting a you've just been getting a free ride up until now a free ride and the free ride's over baby the free ride's over all right one more segment um all right why not ask me anything in the next segment uh we're we're, i'm talking about doing an ama here in the near future which is an ask me anything online, couple hours of just talking about whatever. Let's get a little taste of that. So you got a question for me? I will answer those questions in the next segment. Anything, any, whatever you want. Ask me anything. 907-433-3150 via email, me at michaeldukeshow.com or in the chat room as well. We'd love to hear what you have to say. Common Sense, Liberty Base, Free Thinking Radio, The Michael Dude
2: Show.
0: Running on 100% pure beard power. Oh, also some coffee. We dip our beard in coffee. Ha, <laughs> nice beard. The Michael Duke show.
4: All right. In the chat room right now, in the, in the break, um, what is my, what is this? What is my fair share of services not rendered? Says Timothy. Uh, The only services always in danger of cuts are those the state government are actually constitutionally responsible for. Never are subsidies in jeopardy. He's exactly right. It's always troopers, schools, and roads. Don't you want this? I mean, remember Natasha von Imhoff's whole rant about how, oh, the bridges will collapse and there will be no troopers for any, nothing about any of the fluff or the ancillary things or these other programs that are created or, you know, anything else. It's always about schools, roads, and public safety. Those are the things that are always threatened. That, I mean, that's the thing. Those are the things that are always threatened. <clears throat> Uh, Brian says, AMA, where in Alaska would you like to go see that you have not done in your life before? Uh, it's a good question. I'll answer that here in a second. Let me put the little asterisk here so that I can pull that back up here in a minute. Um, Jeannie says, what the hell is Peter Machiki doing? Uh, Peter Machiki, just mayoring? I don't know. What, what, I don't, I haven't heard anything. I haven't heard a thing. Um... Is there anyone in this chat room who is willing to type out that they do not want a balanced budget and that they would rather have a deficit where the state of Alaska is sucking more and our CBR is just wanting? That's the thing. That's not what people are saying, Randy. And again, you hyper fixate on one thing that may be in and of itself good, but it is not the end all be all. You act like because it's a balanced budget, we're all saved. And that the death of the permanent fund is fine. As long as it's balanced, do whatever you want. Murder, puppies and butterflies, it's all fine as long as the balanced budget, you know, whatever you do in your spare time is fine. Um, how do we pay for a lawsuit that challenges the legality of holding the budget from the House until the last six hours of the session like Senator Shower would like to see done? I mean, you're going to have to. They would have to. You'd have to get an attorney. that would be willing to take it. Although Jeannie has talked about in the chat room filing a bar complaint uh, because there are three attorneys in the Senate, three different attorneys, and each one of them should know that ethically, that was that. mean basically, they were breaking the, Not technically the law, I guess. The rules of the the rules of the legislature, uh, but there's you know they have an ethical responsibility to uphold those rules and laws. And by not doing so, there may be a reason, you know, you know, there may be a reason. Um, where are we at? Uh, we're just under three minutes. We do have one call on hold. Let me go over there and get their name and where they're calling from, and we'll start the we'll start the coming out of the break with them to begin with. So let's start over there to begin with. Good morning. Who's this? Where are you calling from?
1: Ah, uh, this is Mike, and I'm in Wasilla.
4: Okay, Mike in Wasilla. You hold the line. I am also Mike in Wasilla. So we're twinsies. Twinsies. I mean, we're not identical because I'm Michael and he's Mike, but we're, you know, we're paternal twins. We, you know, so it's fine. Um, Jeannie's got a question for my AMA as well. And then Jeannie talks about ethical code of conduct. She's actually posted this. Jeannie posted it. She's a member of the Common Sense Corps, and she posted this up in the Common Sense Corps Facebook page, uh, Facebook group, uh, talking about how we could – File a bar complaint with the Alaska Bar Association based on ethical code of conduct behavior. Uh, I don't know how many people have done that, um, but we'll see. We'll see what happens. Timothy says, I expect an apology from Randy to everyone once we see the supplemental budget blow out the balanced budget. (laughs) I don't think we'll get an apology from Randy on it. Again, I just I don't think it's something that. I just don't think it's a focus point. I just don't think that it's that important. I mean, per se, again, technically, every bal- every year the budget balances. I don't think it's a, a particular point of pride to say, yay, they balanced the budget this one year without drawing from savings. I mean, okay, good. Does it mean that they've changed their way and they found the light and salvation and they had a hallelujah breakdown? No, I just don't. I don't see it. Okay. We are less Oh, goodness. Uh we are less than This is my one of my favorite t-shirts. It's got a hole in it. Don't tell anybody. Uh you can't see it. Uh 60 seconds. Uh balance the budget with the PFD says Donna. Swell. That's exactly it. Great. You balance the budget by taking the PFD. But I guess that's all okay if you believe the PFD is just government money. You shouldn't, you know, it has nothing to do with you. <sighs> Makes my head hurt. All right, we're gonna uh, we're gonna come back into it here. We're twenty seconds out or so. The Michael Duke Show, Common Sense, Liberty Base, Free Thinking Radio. Tomorrow is Firearms Friday. That will be fun. That will be a fun day. And we'll see what happens then. Let's get back into it. Here we uh, go. Okay. Here we go. One final segment of the show this morning. I I offered to throw the phone lines open, whatever, do a little ask me anything, whatever questions you may have. Mike is on the line. I just said he's my paternal twin here in uh because Wa- I'm also Mike and Wa- I'm Michael in Wasilla. He's Mike in Wasilla. Anyway, it was a joke. I let it go too far. Good morning. Who's this? Uh, good morning, Mike. Uh, what's on your mind?
1: Yeah, I, I got a actually two questions. One would be, as I understand this whole playing with the PFD started with a governor, I can't remember his name now, and they took it to the Supreme Court and it's against Alaska State Constitution what they're doing, as I understand it. That's... And as such, it might. what I'm looking at is let's start a push to get back to the law in this state instead of ignoring it. Uh, I, I'm familiar with the guy that's got the the. A lawsuit going with the grand jury down in the Kenai, and pushing on that might help. In as much as if we got back to the law, it would just solve so many problems in this state across the board. I mean, I'm not even going to go into the long list, but that would be the first thing that would be affected. And the second one is is a question that a, probably a lawyer could answer: is Could the citizens of the state of Alaska file a class action lawsuit in federal court for breaking for the state breaking their own laws?
4: So let me cl- let me yeah, clarify. Gosh. Yeah, let me clarify for you first, Michael. Uh, this all started under Governor Bill Walker. He was the first one to to veto a portion of the dividend uh, that was then taken to court by Senator Bill Wilikowski. Uh He's a lawyer and he took it to court fighting, saying that we had to follow the law. Um, the courts came back and said, no, the legislature, in fact, because it's statutory and not constitutional, Does not have to follow the law. And unfortunately, they didn't clarify that to say by saying that means that if you don't like the law, you can change it. They basically just said you can just ignore the law, which the legislature has continued to do. So it has nothing to do with the Constitution. As you said, as you were talking about earlier, it's not not constitutional because it's not in the Constitution. Uh, That's actually been the push recently is to try and get the statutory formula in the Constitution because then the legislature could not just ignore it at their whim. Now, the question about a class action lawsuit, um, that's been discussed. Uh, I think you'd have a hard time again because that precedent has been set by this judge to say they don't have to follow the law. So really, there's nothing to challenge them legally on what we need to do is we need to change out the leadership in the Senate and in the you know in parts of the House To get people in there who believe, as I believe and as Jay Hammond believed and as many others have believed, that that PFD, the permanent fund dividend, that that earnings of those monies is sacrosanct and is Alaskans money uh, individually, not the government's collectively to own. The government already gets their share. They get 50 percent of the earnings. They already get, you know, 75 percent of all the royalties to begin with. So, yeah, I mean, I think that would be a, a case that we could talk about. But we need to change out the leadership and the, and the movers and shakers in the legislature who are holding to this old ideal of that's all our money and we need to spend it on government.
1: Uh, the, only, the only question I guess I would kind of have, you know, and that all makes complete sense to me, but as I understand according to the way the Constitution is put together is the minerals belong – to the state, you don't really even own the minerals under your under your property in most cases, and as such as in belonging to the state or the people of the state. And you know, I, I don't know whether a case could be made for that or not. Um, you know, I'm not a lawyer, um, but I'm I'm sitting here watching even in uh, the little uh, local courts in Palmer and Wasilla where they're just ignoring laws and, and, you know, in one case they cut a three-time felon loose. He had, I don't know, 15 or 20 felonies and had him pay 20% of the restitution of the money he had stolen from people. No time in prison, nothing. And uh, it's across the board. He's not the only case. I've heard of case after case after case of this kind of a thing. Um, and that's what I was talking about is, You know, right. Getting back to the law in this state And, and it's, well, we've drifted so far away From it, it would make in California Look like pikers
4: Well and that's the danger As I've talked about in the past Mike That is the danger of ignoring Those kind of laws at any level Whether it's at the judicial level That you're talking about At the legislature or anything else You damage our form of government More and more because you create That old form of Irish democracy Where nobody has any more respect Since everybody's ignoring the law Everybody stops following the law and that's part of the problem and it definitely is a case here but i think what you're talking about with the legislature you're right the 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 rights the mineral rights are collectively owned by the states we as citizens collectively own it um but You know, uh, that doesn't really do us any good. That's why Hammond put that whole thing together and and really pushed hard to get the permanent fund dividend in there so that Alaskans got some compensation for their loss of personal mineral rights. And they also had skin in the game, so to speak, uh, to make sure that they could hold back the size and scope of government. And that's being thwarted right now by a handful of people in the legislature who have decided that that money is better spent by them than by you and I. So, um. Thanks, Mike. I appreciate you calling in today. Thanks for being part of it.
5: Not a problem. You have a great day, sir.
4: Appreciate uh, appreciate hearing from you. All right, couple of questions from the chat room for the AMA today. I just said you know if you want to ask me anything, feel free to do so. Uh, Jeannie says, "What would you do with your PFD if it was the full five Gs? The full five? It's almost five thousand dollars, right? In a PFD." Um. Well, I, I mean, I think I would put it in savings. Uh, I would may, you know, maybe I would pay off one of my vehicles and uh, and then be I'd be debt free. I mean, I have almost no debt at all. So I'd probably put it in my vehicles and then put the money in the bank and expand it to use it for other things, investing in real estate and some other things. Uh, but there were years, Jeannie, there were years. In fact, up until. um 2015, I actually was able to take all the dividends that we received that year and put them in the bank. Um, And that helped bolster our lives over the last 10 years uh, when times got tough or times got tight. Um, Because every year prior to that, I was always spending it on heating oil, tires, uh, you know, wear and tear in the vehicle, putting some more food away for the winter, you know, buying. Buying, you know, several hundred or a couple thousand dollars worth of canned food or things like that that we would use throughout the year. I was always spending it on something else. Um, But if I got it today, if I had the full PFD today, um, I would probably, you know, again, bank most of it in in savings and then utilize that to, you know, maybe for a down payment on a new piece of property or I would expand my business or do some other things. I, I would have some options. Uh, there instead of just uh, which is basically what I'm doing with it now. I would just have more to do with it now, essentially. So thank you, Jeannie, for that question. Uh, Brian says, what or where in Alaska would you like to go see that you have not done in your life? Um, I've never been to southeast. I've been to Juneau once when I was a kid and then later on when I was an assemblyman. But essentially, I was just in Juneau. For a day, I would like to see a little bit more southeast. I'd like to see Ketchikan. I'd like to see Sitka. I'd like to see some of those places just to visit and and to check it out. Those are places that I've never been. I mean, I've been down on the uh, been down on the. Uh, 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 the Aleutian chain. I've been in the Aleutian chain. I've been to King Salmon. I've been to Dillingham. I've been to, you know, parts and pieces there. I would like to go to Nome too. I'd like to go to Nome to see Nome. But uh, other than that, uh, I've seen most of the places that I would like to see in Alaska. Um, But I think Southeast would be a good one that I just, I really haven't spent any real time at. I've been to Petersburg. I've been to Juneau. Um, but I'd like to go to Ketchikan and, 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 uh, Sitka. I've been to Skagway. Um, but I, I, I think that would be a fun place to go. That would be a fun time and a fun place to go and just to see a little bit more of, uh, of Alaska. That'd be a great thing. So there you go. Um, there you go. That's it. I gotta, I, I'm out of time for today. Thank you for the questions. That was fun but uh we're out of time we gotta go the michael Luke show common sense liberty-based free thinking radio we will return tomorrow with firearms friday be kind love one another live well enjoy yourselves hey don't forget to hit me on youtube subscribe and ring the bell we'll see you tomorrow brian says you would not buy a gun with a full pfd well you know i mean i guess you could never have too many guns but i'm pretty i'm pretty happy with where i'm at i don't really need that necessarily i mean it would be fun but you know um what happens if i violate a statutory law what would be my penalties i mean if the legislature's not required to follow law why am i says timothy because you're not one of the special people. Only the special people can break the law with impunity. Those legislators, they're the only ones that can, they're the only ones that can break those laws with impunity. Because they're special. They know better than you how to spend your money, my friend. All right. I'll see you guys tomorrow. Have a great day. Hit YouTube. Subscribe. Bring the bell. Ooh, Getting so close.